Let's start getting into this. All right. Three, two, one, and we are live. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 41. I'm Graham. I'm here with Cody, Luke, and Richie, as usual. And so we actually had some pretty exciting stuff going on last weekend, at least for me and Richie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Richie drove Luke's Jeep on up to me and Jacob's shop and you know started taking a look at that and trying to plan how we're going to go about tackling that project because our goal and he doesn't I think it's going to get happen or it's he doesn't think it's going to be done in time but our goal is to try to get the thing done before the beginning of September because that is when our rouse trip roughly will be and then he can figure out logistics on how to get up here so he can get it and tow it to Roush for our weekend in Roush. Hopefully. Um, it it Hopefully. does need a lot of work. It does need a lot of work. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, I would be lying if I said it doesn't. <laughs> the first thing that I noted was it's almost entirely sheet metal work. There's not going to yep. be, like structural-wise... Everything's there. There's a couple pieces that need to be touched up. I know I was giving you shit for not welding those little ends of the tabs for the four link mm -hmm. brackets, right? But like, realistically, that's simple. Uh, you're just little bullshit that doesn't really matter in the short term. Um, the majority of it is going to be figuring out those uh, you know, your your wheel well arch two pieces that you have cut that I still need to go get from Richie and. Um, just figuring out cost stuff like that. What was that cost? You said exhaust. Oh, exhaust. Yeah. Well, that's easy. We'll, yeah. We'll figure that out. I don't Just know. We'll... stack it. It'll be fine. No. <laughs> no. So <laughs> I say so right now. Right now, it's dumping out right before the holes in the floor, and then it reverbs off the fucking hatch. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's gotta so be pretty terrible. Uh, exhaust should be easy, honestly, because you've got the four link, and I know you should. That's that's gonna make it hard because you can't put a muffler there. Well, you put the muffler in the very back. Oh, like oh, kind of like the fuel cell is. Oh, so kind of like how? Uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. FM Jeeping. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Mark? Yeah, how Mark? is this set up? <laughs> Oh god, so bad. <laughs> yes, how Mark set up his muffler on the tail end of his uh like I guess that makes sense. Or you could do like a JK style exhaust where it tucks up clean, like right up to the floorboard. Yeah, that's right that's pretty much what it is. A bunch of people do it, I know, that have honestly four what I was I didn't know thinking... Mark had it set up that way, oh, but sorry. I know Nick LeBlanc does sorry Luke, I totally just steamrolled you there, but Nick LeBlanc does um Mark does like you said. I'm trying mm -hmm. to think of others. It's it's a common thing to do because you have that much more space back there. The only issue that I could foresee with that is due to the way that my upper control arms are set up and the height on it. Um, I know that when I was testing it for total travel, if I want to go for using the actual like extent of the uh, shocks that are on there to get that rear pipe through, there is not going to be a lot of room because of how high my uppers are mounted. So mm -hmm. there is realistically about an inch and 
change of room at the shocks being bottomed out to get over the top of that mount. What if you run it right next to the unibody rail? Can't. Because you... it's in the mount. My Wait, ma or my upper wait, mounts. What? My upper mounts touch yep. the frame rails. Okay. Yeah, but what I'm saying is stay centered near the drive shaft. Once you go past the four link, have it turn left into the unibody rails and yeah, run next to the unibody rails. Yeah, that's gonna hit my upper mount. Or that's gonna hit my upper. Oh arm. fuck! You're right. So you'd have to do it before. Well, what if you did it before? Just did like a ninety yeah, ninety. Because you're, you think about it, your unibody rails are like you have space there. How close? Like, there's no way that your axle. Oh going no, they're. To... So the issue is going to be at the frame side. So if you go with a ninety into another ninety, then you'd have to like dip it below. But if you dip it below, when the axle droops, you're going to run into problems. If you try and go over it, because my mounts are so far into the passenger cabin, there isn't the height there. What I was thinking was just doing a simple, like, um, the, uh, what is it? The MagnaFlow, they make a three and a half inch or a four inch diameter muffler that's like uh, 18 inches long and then just capping it and dumping it right before the mount. Yeah, yeah you I mean, could you could that. definitely, or you could just side exit like a NASCAR and just making sure that, like, it actually pushes outwards. That wouldn't be that hard either. Yeah, well, I'm assuming that once the sheet metal work is done, that that wouldn't be that awful to have it come out right in front of the mount and just have, like, a little, like, not quite side dump, but, like, angled down towards the that side of the Jeep. Kind of like how mine was before it got wrapped up into my drive shaft. Yeah, basically. Cool. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be doable for sure. Nice and be... simple. It doesn't need to be fancy because we don't have emissions down here. It just needs to not be loud enough that I want to commit seppuku. Hmm. Well, if you figure out a muff, I'll figure out what we're going to do, whether we can run it to the back or not. We'll have to do some testing. Um, yeah. But once I know the dimensions, I'll just let you buy something. Or I can just go to the store and buy whatever's on the shelf. But I can't yeah, guarantee it's going to be quiet. It's what if you just do... What why don't you well, just do a cherry bomb or something? Those are pretty cherry small. Cherry bomb, they're, they're small, but they don't really quiet anything down. That's why I was looking and at they the don't Magna sound flows. good on four rows, in my personal opinion. The only I way agree. that the cherry bombs sound good on a four liter is if you go with like the eighteen or the twenty four inch long one. So it's the I long disagree that it... because I had a longer one way way back and I hated it. Drone okay. like crazy. Just wasn't the sound I wanted. I'm thinking about that Magna Flow, like one of the or um, what was the other one? The Spintech Race Bullet. Yeah, it's a shorty. They're kind of yeah. loud, but they don't sound terrible on a four liter. Remember, we don't own enough. we don't own Ferraris. They're never gonna sound great. Mm. Oh, so I mean, you just take what the you exhaust can. is destroyed after the first trip too. So I mean, yeah. the sound profile just out the window. It doesn't matter. It, <laughs> you know, it, it's not like you said. It's not a sports car. Sound is constantly sure. changing because the acoustics uh, <laughs> are being crushed. <laughs> Dude, mine was flat, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> That's where mine is right now, right underneath the oil pan where it crosses over. It is probably, I don't know, I'd say about two inches tall. The rest it's just flattened out. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> um, so what yeah. What most are you excited about with that thing? Like, What do you feel is actually going to like make you better at building Jeeps by doing his Jeep? You know, like What's something that like is going to teach you something while also working on your friend's Jeep? Oh, I don't know. I mean, 
it's going to be interesting working around all of his four link stuff because I'll I'll be there someday. It's just it's not that it's not in the budget. It's just not in. I'd have no reason to, but it'll be interesting to deal with all like the peripheral bullshit involved with that. So then I can judge when when I want to do that myself, right? So the actual four link part, like, I'd say that's probably the hardest part, right? Because you have to do all the math to get that how you want it. If you actually care about the geometry and all that, and everything else is just like it's the last ten percent that needs to get done, basically, minus the sheet metal. Yeah. The sheet metal probably adds about you know. 15 more percent. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we said that at the same time, that uh, we were on the it's same like page guys- as far as how much t- how much effort that's going to involve. I don't think it's going to be too, too bad. Jacob seems confident. Uh, you know, he's you know, more of a bodywork guy than I am. He's like, oh, yeah, this this will be easy. We can't do a tub. Like I was initially, he was thinking we just throw a tub on you know either wheel well, but because it doesn't stick out that far, it's pretty flat. He was thinking uh, other things, and I agreed. We're just gonna chop tub. it. A tub would work pretty well mm. if you cut the. What if you cut the interior side of the fender like into the body and make your area available to have the tub? Granted, it wouldn't match with the exterior tube though, so I guess that would cause complications. But I mean, you could. It would just kind of be a pain in the ass. But then you'd also have to worry about the the hoop, and then you have to worry about the coilovers, and then like I guess yeah, that kind of wouldn't work. Now that I'm kind of thinking about it. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think our best bet is just going to be to, you know, kind of form something like a flat piece around that follows the outer tube that's going to be his fender. And on the inside, we'll figure out where that has to connect to the existing, you know, uh, shock mount and C pillar. Because you don't have so, a D pillar oh. area. And how that's going to be tied in. Can I just throw in what I'm the most excited to see? Yeah, sure. What I'm the most excited about is I bent up some, in my opinion, fairly nice looking tube fenders that are going to get integrated into the sheet metal, I believe, is what we were talking about. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... um, uh, You want those on the outside, right? Not internal? Yes. I don't want you them want internal, but like I would be fine with cutting away the body line and just sticking them right in there and okay. welding it onto the, oh, the that part would, that I'm That would look nice. Sorry. I just yeah. I, that looked nice. The part I'm the most excited about though is seeing the integration of that and then the exterior C pillar. Because we were talking Ooh. about putting something dropping down off of the top part of the cage into that to help tie the rest of it now, in better. I forgot we talked about that, but it's funny you mentioned that because me and Jacob were literally sitting there saying that, yeah, it, 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 it should get a C-pillar or a external C-pillar. And technically it's a D-pillar because it's, you know, you do have all... No, maybe you don't. You're right. Fuck. I have three. Wouldn't, you only have three. Wouldn't C be the B supports, though? Wouldn't that kind of be a C considerative C? Nope. No, his They're B pillar is just halfway. Th- he just has one less uh, pillar than a four door because it's a two door. You no, know, you're right. I was I thought that his B connected to the main hoop, or his, no, no, not the B. The B supports connected to the main hoop, but it doesn't. It connects to the B, the actual B itself. Yep, connects to the top of the B. Yep. Um, 
You will. So I'm excited to see that because that's going to be really nice to have a little bit of extra protection for the window there and a little extra security sense mm-hmm. for when I do roll it because let's be real, eventually that thing will end up going on yeah, its side it, or it, on its it, lid. It's support in the right spot for the out, you know, the outer halo. That was the biggest thing that I hated. Just the whole. It didn't even look strong, right? When you don't have that external pillar on an exo cage or a, a hybrid cage, it just right. If that gets dinged, you could rip yep. your whole halo off because realistically, if it's pushing up on it, like it's just gonna rip those mounts off. I guess it's gonna right. shear the tube that way. Yeah. Or if you push down in that corner in the very top, like in one weird spot, you're just gonna fold the edges in because there's nothing supporting it. The support is inside at least, you know, four or five inches. There's there's a good stick out on some of those cages. So, um, so is your plan to everything inside the shock hoop is going to be inside the jeep? Everything on the outside of the shock hoop is going to be outside the jeep. Pretty much, you're going to like connect. You're gonna make the floor go to the side, like to the shock hoop. And then where the shock hoops actually are, that's all going to be exterior, and you're going to connect everything else back to the Jeep, pretty much? Uh, I mean, we'll see once we have sheet metal and some cardboard to start mocking things up what's going to work best. I'd say, I want to say yes, but there's also like a weird spot at the front of the wheel well that I think is going to need to have a different approach taken because it's a lot of space that mm-hmm. could probably be used for something other than just wheel well because i don't the wheel's pretty far back that front section doesn't need to be like fully committed to wheel so we'll see hmm. oh yeah because when he was stock wheelbase he cut it to well quote unquote stock wheelbase give or take five inches or so um you cut that front section out to fit the wheel pretty much right or yeah. not pushed back what eight to ten inches you were saying uh, the overall wheelbase on that is now one. If I remember right, it's one oh nine five. Wow. Okay. So yeah, so it's definitely pushed back a decent bit. Um. Um. I. It was originally, um, one oh five. If I remember right, or one oh four five. So I pushed that rear axle back about four and a half inches, five inches, if I remember right. Yeah, but that correlates to memory. That's that's still a decent bit. That's it's not like a one or two inch stretch. Like that's enough that it's noticeable. Oh no, um, like my rear tires get into my rear bumper, or just barely don't get into my rear bumper. If I remember correctly, there's like a quarter of an inch of clearance. If I go bigger, I'm gonna have to trim it. Oh boy, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see that. That's gonna be. Pretty cool. I mean, the best part about it too is it's a Cherokee, so like even if it's not perfect, it's fine. It it, it does its job, and that's all we're happy about. <laughs> like, oh, it's, funny, it's, Jacob, it's gonna look nice. It's gonna look nice. It's gonna look good. nicer than the rest of the Jeep. That that's what we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> <Just like> <laughs> there's no pressure because anything we do is gonna look good on this thing. <laughs> no offense. Like yeah. they, your, your Jeep looks pretty good from ten feet away and on video, but when you're actually up looking at it, you're like, holy shit, this thing is actually a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's that's all of our Jeeps, so you start getting into the nitty gritty and you're just like yeah. what the fuck? I think Did you guys notice Jeeps. the fact that the whole unibody is actually tweaked? 
Next time that you're looking at it, look at it from behind and look down the drip rail on both sides. And I built the cage square and then I railed the cage at Badlands. So it's like really cocked. But then you look at the unibody and you notice if you look at the roof line, the whole thing is like... If you look at the frame rails, you can see where they've got the buckle in them and it's tweaked too. Well, the whole Jeep is like... I noticed. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed something similar on my cage. The top driver's side is is pushed up, and I swear it didn't used to be like that. I was looking at it, sitting next to Jacob's red truck, uh, and uh, I was, we'd both noticed. We're like, "Oh, that's not straight." It's like, well, I'm pretty sure because I was pretty anal about making sure things were fucking straight on that thing, or relatively straight, sitting in my driveway, and. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when it happened, <laughs> but it's not straight anymore. I don't know, Grim, but you sure do hit that thing on a lot of fucking trees. I know. I know. True. True. It could be one of the two trees that have fallen on it now. No, 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 no. no. I don't think it would have been me slamming the side against something or. Something Was it when idea. you went up the wall of death? Because you slammed no, that the was... full weight of the Oh, tree. that might have been. <laughs> Yeah, you like, that one. <laughs> the, full, the full weight of the Jeep hit that top left side, which yeah, well, that was I, more the back corner. So it I don't doesn't know. matter; it could still tweak it. Yeah, it, it could tweak still... the front. Yeah, but so I also have to ask, what did you think of your stickies? Because I saw the picture of them sitting in your truck. <laughs> well, they're still sitting in the truck. They should probably not be out in the weather. I need to. F I think we're gonna put them in the back of Jacob's brown truck for now. We'll see what the. Uh, the plan is I need to get them out of the bed because if I'm going to get the sheet metal, I need to have uh, truck bed space. Bed space. Uh, so we're going to figure out a temporary home for them. But uh, I mean, they're they, pretty they clapped. They fit great underneath Luke's Jeep, by the way. Oh, I'm sure they do. But Luke's Jeep is going to be kind of moving around as we <laughs> determine where it needs to be to work on stuff. I'm pretty sure. Nice. Um, but yeah. Uh, they're stickies. How much did you get those for? You got those for a deal. Yeah, I paid like eight for them. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, they're still... The there's still a good amount good. of thread on some of the them. The rears are not as good. Well, it's the same with my traps. But now I can just heat the backs up. And uh, mm -hmm. then they'll stick just as good as the fronts. <laughs> and also, also, for... Anybody who pays attention to my limited social media is uh, the tires. That was we did two burnouts. That was the second one was the one we actually videoed, and those things just dump rubber on the ground, and it actually Wait, were those were those your traps, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah they were my traps. Oh my fucking god! Oh, okay. They were like. What? Sticky, and there was a pile of rubber behind them. <laughs> well, were you and also that pavement water? was chewing them the fuck up. Like the reason yeah. we were watering it, if you watched in the the story, we were like watering the tires, is because it the 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 it wasn't really gravel; it was concrete, but really loose old concrete. It actually yeah. dug out the concrete underneath it, and it was just shredding the tires by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. So, so Graham, to, uh, were you in low or high to do that? That was in high. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I guess that's a healthy four-liter. It, 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 it took a little bit of practice. Uh, I did 
burn clutch a little bit, but I'm not blaming the clutch because that clutch definitely needs to be replaced. Uh, but yeah, during the when we were testing it, it was like because we had the line lock in the other way, which is how I'm going to flip it back to because the line lock only works one direction, and I was using it as a I I plan to use it as an e brake. We were wanted to use it as a a burnout line lock, line lock deal like, like you're supposed to, not as an e-brake. And uh, apparently it doesn't hold pressure both ways, right? So if I flipped the switch with my foot off the pedal and then pressed the pedal, I was thinking fluid was, was not going to be going to the back brakes because it's locked, right? It's a line lock. There's no fluid. The door is closed. It can't get back there. That's not how it works, apparently. So fluid can actually travel and pressurize the rear, but when it's on, nothing can get out. So if you would put pressure on those, it can still get, or if you turn it on, put pressure to it, it can still get pressure, but it won't lose pressure. So it's going to work perfect for the digs and the stuff that I want to do with it. It's just not going to work for burnouts. So we flipped it just for one burnout, and uh, it'll go back. I do have another one. I could just put both of them one one way, one the other way, and I could choose whether <laughs> I want to do burnouts or actually use the line lock as I intended. But yeah, I think you should You're keep really it for burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, my thinking was those tires are fucked anyways. But I need new rear tires, and as much as I don't well, want to spend money on new tires because you know uh, I want to go to a forty. Talking. Yeah, You're but talking. even if I do, even if I do take those, Luke, I'm still gonna have a lot of reworking to do before I can run them. I'm not just gonna mm. slap a forty sticky knot on my Jeep do as it, it sits because it do won't it. fit in the rear fucking wheel well. It's too close to the front. That sounds. But like I have a to stretch it, so that means I need a fuel cell. I need to change some other things around, and it's just yeah, it, it it's gonna take a piling on. And my front and then, is already not clearanced well enough for the 37s. So if I put a 40 on it, I'm going to need to bump stop the hell out of it, or I'm going to need to cut the shit out of my bumper so it stops chewing the tire on the passenger side. Yeah, that like, was one thing that I was talking with Jacob about getting done, too. I was figuring out what you guys wanted to do for bump stops, and I was just going to order them. On your Jeep? Do the, do yeah. the ones that I got. The little red butt plug looking ones. They work well. You can cut them really easily and they're modular. The rear? No, I mean, you can't you, use unless you want to do cans. A, you can do you cans. You want to use air bumps? Probably not because right now, if I'm being honest, I'm not really looking at spending that much money on the ass end of that thing. I already no. dumped a shit ton into it. But I can get you dealer cost plus 10%. A for what kings, I was looking, too. <laughs> what I was looking at doing was I was thinking about getting it. Oh, excuse me. Wow, that was a bad burp. I th was expecting it to, um, and, and it didn't, like, happen, which is really annoying. It just got, like, that annoying feeling. Um, what I was thinking about doing was getting some two-inch dom and, like, maybe putting a plug in the dom with, um, the bump pad on it. So mm -hmm. that way it could go into a can mount. And when I get the money, I could put cans in the back of it. Well, but for here's now, the thing. I have some pro fenders that are sitting at my parents' house. And I'd be willing to let you use them if you either get me a set or when I need them, uh, give them back to me and we'd set them up. So that's, right. that's well, an option. 
we have I have air bumps that are just sitting, and if you're going to use them and you want to replace them down the road when I actually need to use them, because you're not going to be able to buy air bumps right now, anyways. I guarantee you, it's going to be a ridiculous wait time to actually get that shit in stock, baby. Oh, you have them in stock? <laughs> okay, well, we actually do. <laughs> We'll we'll talk about pricing on that later, I guess. Uh, what am I gonna dealer cost air plus bumps? 10%. It's plus ten. Okay, so it's a little more yeah. than dealer cost. Yeah, I mean, okay. my boss still okay. has to make his make his money. You know, you yeah, know how it well, is. Yeah. But yeah, I can ask Cody. What you, you you should start getting some uh... kickback? Oh yeah, it's already in the works. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna say the name. That's that's what it is. Commission. Not, that's what I was thinking of. We're not gonna say the name of the company today, cause then he's gonna start paying us advertise revenue. You know all that fun stuff. But yeah, no, like genuinely, like if you need air bumps, we, I could get a price. Like that's totally fine. By all me. right, we can figure out something about that. I don't know if I want to go air bumps just yet, but I'm not opposed to the I mean, idea. You should. Especially... You've got the coilovers there. The next step is to just throw a set of air bumps on there. There's not I, that I much more money. To just do it all correctly, and then you don't have to touch it again. You talking about putting a stick with a pole in it, and uh, <laughs> just jamming it in there, and hoping it bottoms right. out in time. You know, Listen, you, know, you should do the rest of the Jeep. We could do. Dude, I know, I know. We'll do whatever you want to do, realistically. But uh, you should weld a C clamp. So do the little holder for the air stop, like the bump stop. Then you put your piece of dom in there. And then you put a like weld a C clamp to it. You know, like the circle slide you tighten down. Then put cans like put like your beer cans there and then you oh, just replace yeah. it dude like yeah. it'll be fine <laughs> like and then when we when we have to throw it away guess what the can is only a few inches now boom problem solved bump oh, stops God. for free <laughs> <laughs> can crushers so, like, i'm thinking you know maybe for science we'd have to like get some pbr cans and leave them full that way, it'd be like a hydro bump for one really hard hit. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, see what the actual burst pressure is on one of them bad boys. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, man. But... I don't know how I would react if a can actually <laughs> survived that. You know what kind I... of blows my mind? Why are Fox bumps, like, air bump stops, more money? Than King's bump stops. How weird is that? Supply and demand, my boy. Supply and demand. Unless the travel might be different, but that's just crazy. It, might that's... Be. it depends. There, there's a lot of different things you can do to bump up the price of an air air bump. <laughs> yeah, the different sizes, <laughs> you know, different throws, or not really. There's only like two. I think there's two sizes and two lengths. I think it's four and a half and three. I could be wrong. Uh, two uh, inch, two inch travel, two four inch travel. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I literally um, was just looking it up. That's the only reason I had an answer for you. Um, so I gotta ask, what did you think of the rear coilovers? Seeing them in person, they're nice. They're a little smaller than I expected, honestly. Because I look at my, not to flex here, but I look at my kings <laughs> at my parents' house all the time, and those things are fucking big. But maybe. <laughs> I mean, Collins don't look that big, and there's in the Jeep. I think it changes. You know, visually, it just doesn't look as large. It, it, hold on, they, he said. He said not to flex. Continues to whip it. <laughs> I look at my king coilovers all the time. Yeah, I stare. They're not in my Jeep, so like you know, 
they're useless. They're I, massive. I will ornaments. say Luke's mm. coilovers looked bigger sitting on his hood than they do in exactly. the Jeep. Well, it, it, I have to say I'm very happy with how the mounting for them came out and the Frenching. Yeah, I like the way it rides too, honestly. Like looking at it the way I mean you don't have any weight in the back, but it it seems like it's gonna ride well once we actually have a rear drive shaft. Which brings me to my next question, which is what the fuck do you want to do about the drive shaft in the back? Do you want me to Don't you already have an extra drive shaft though that hasn't been sent back to Oh uh, no, no. I, I have sent back my drive shafts to Adams. Oh, if, oh you did, uh, okay. Yes, um, I, I should have done that a while ago. It was just it's been a couple crazy I was talking months. with Richie about it due to the overall expected cost of this project and trying to budget for Roush plus the fact that I've got a shooting competition coming up I am planning on maybe just cutting the rear drive shaft and extending it Here's what, the... what I was thinking is I'm going to I you have a you get a flange in the back which kind of complicates yep. it but if we get a flange I can... Well, there's a drive shaft with a flange that was supposed to have gone with the Jeep. Sorry. Well, there's a couple things that were supposed to go with the Jeep that I need to get. I need to well, I need sorry. to go up there, up that direction, anyways. So it's fine. I gotta get you, some stuff. We'll put the list down together. I've got to get the 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 fenders, the oh. tube fenders, and some other things. And uh, the Dom clearly a drive shaft. Yes, the Dom yes. did. The, go- uh, the Dom the two the stickies did. in the Jeep. Wow, I mean, so you did pretty good. You're like no, he got most right of the stuff, and it was <laughs> he got like I didn't 75. even like I, it was twenty five percent peripheral. The, I got like all the stock tube optogram. I got the stickies. I got the rims. I got the Jeep. I got the welder. I got the gas bottle for the welder. I just forgot a couple of the small stuff for the Jeep. <laughs> and I don't, but I didn't even realize it till like after, and I was you had left. And that's when I called you, right? Because I was like, did yeah. we, "Shit, did we leave that stuff in the truck?" But no, I felt better once it was. No, I didn't. I didn't even get it. I am excited to use that water, though. Sean is coming by Thursday. I got to double check with him, make sure that still works. But he's gonna wire us up for two twenty, and then I will be using the non one ten welder, which is gonna be odd. I don't know if I can handle that power. I'm so used mm. to dealing with underpowered welders. And just making it work, and I don't know what I'm gonna be. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself with a welder that you, can actually penetrate. You'll be enjoying yourself, Grant. I'm sure. I like it. It's definitely going to be an a fun experience because that welder doesn't end up hitting the duty cycle, even welding quarter inch. Um, for the majority of the time that you're going to use it, you'll notice after like 45 minutes of welding quarter inch that it starts getting close to it. But realistically, you're not going to be welding that long in one pass. It's pretty quick to like bounce back. So I've never actually really like noticed it except for when I've been doing axles. Like with Cody's axles, I started to notice on the long passes that it was happier if I uh, had a cigarette after doing one side and let it cool and then bounce over to the other, but it's not nearly like a 140. Yeah. No, my 140 is weird because it never, like, it's, like, it hits the, the duty cycle, but it won't, 
be obvious about it. It'll be welding totally fine and just slowly degrade. And then all of a sudden it'll just be boom. Like you're not welding well at all anymore. And it, I'm not a welder. I don't plan on ever doing anything professionally welding wise. I just make things that don't break. I haven't had very many things break at the weld. I'm proud of that considering I'm only using the, you know, the 110. But I will say that thing hits the duty cycle really quick. And it's not, it's not immediately noticeable, but now that I've used the thing for, you know, three, four years, it's, it's like, it starts welding slightly shitty and you're like, okay, I just got to sit here and wait for 15 minutes while it cools down and then I'll be back to, back to normal. But it's subtle. I, it wasn't something I immediately noticed. Just put it in an ice bucket. Because uh, that's what know. all electronics love. Dunk yeah, them in like water. Ice bucket. <laughs> or, you know, just like a, you know, a temperature shock. Let's take all these really hot parts and just freeze them real quick. <laughs> it's fine. Funny story on that. I cracked the weld on one of my coffee mugs because I threw it in the wait, freezer. Wait, there's welds on your fucking coffee mug. Yeah. Well, they, uh, metal coffee mug. Yeah. What the fuck? They seem well that went because they're just sheet metal that gets rolled. So I had thrown it in the freezer and then I had dumped hot coffee in it and it just split the weld. And it was kind of funny because it made like a really nice zipper sound as it went. <laughs> oh, wait, why would you put a me Okay. Oh my God. Why did you put. Did you just say you put a. Did, I thought you just said you put a metal coffee mug in the microwave. In the freezer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense now. Dude, I like literally my brain started exploding for a second. <laughs> I might have said microwave because I'm shot. I went hiking today, and then I went shooting, and then, yeah. But I definitely meant to say freezer if I didn't say freezer, but it ended up in the freezer because I was making uh, iced coffee. So I have, like, these steel mugs, and you can throw them in the freezer, and they get, like, frozen just like a chilled beer mug. Well, I dumped hot coffee into it with ice cubes in it, and it just, like, split the scene. Are you I'm supposed to... Aren't you supposed to use a, a spoon? I know this is totally off topic. It's literally the off topic off road podcast. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to put a spoon in there and then let the hot coffee hit the spoon first and let the air, like as it goes around the spoon, it like cools it enough. But it is Probably, what it is. But I'm autistic, I've never heard of that. So I wasn't paying attention. Well, you weren't a barista. <laughs> Are you a barista? I know. Fuck no, but I pretend to be. <laughs> Only on Wednesdays. <laughs> And if Maurice is working. <laughs> Maurice? Yeah, that's uh, Caitlin's alter ego. Oh, that. that <laughs> <is>. <laughs> uh, so, uh, back to the topic. Um, you know, I'm very happy that the Jeep's there because, like, it really sucks not having it. I've mentioned this on, like, Ever since I got down here, it sucks not being even around my Jeep, but to like see that progress is going to start on it, it's really cool. And it's the tail end of a huge project that had a shit ton of planning going into it. Um, the shop looks so fucking weird without it, though. <laughs> I gotta imagine. Like, um, dear fucking God. <laughs> so, like... Um... God, sorry. Now that I've kind of proverbially passed the torch on this, Graham, how are you like planning to get into it? 
Like, is there any... I think we might have touched on it a little bit, but, like, is there any areas that you want to attack first? Because, like, in my mind, I'm thinking it would probably make sense to finish the tube work that we had talked about. Yeah, I think... go from there. Sort of, I agree, but because I don't have the tube fenders yet, um, it may be other, just mis- some miscellaneous stuff going going in first. Like, maybe we'll figure out exhaust or uh, the bump stop situation like you mentioned, because those are things that don't affect it. The, the sheet metal, or they shouldn't affect the sheet metal, and they shouldn't affect the uh, the tube work at all. And since the I don't have all the tube, and I don't have any sheet metal right now, I'm planning on getting it end of this week once I empty my truck bed. Um, then we can start looking into those things. I'm thinking the sheet metal goes in last, because when I did my 205 and stuff, uh, it was definitely helpful not having to work around you know, the full floor until everything else was done. But at the same time, that also can make it, not that there's any, it, it, it sort of messed me up on the 205 because I installed everything totally. I like the transfer case went in, everything was built around the transfer case, not the other way around. I feel like if I had built it more around the flooring and then the transfer case had been slotted in, it would have been easier to remove currently an issue because I have to pull that out to figure out what's going on with my shift collar shift fork I think I can do it but it could have could have been easier if I had done it the other way around but who has a none of you own a dog whose dog am I hearing I was actually just messaging you Cody it's my sister's dog oh bro I'm like I know (laughs) none of you guys have dogs so I'm like who who's harboring a dog right now That would be Which Richie. Fugitive is harboring the dog. Give me a timestamp, and I'll just cut this section out. The dog barking is not a big deal. It wasn't that loud. We had a, an issue with the dog barking and had to cut. I totally forget where I left off, but I remember I was talking about transfer cases and uh, pulling the 205 after the sheet metal, so we'll just continue there. Um, I think it would have been easier had I built the flooring and then done the transfer case because it would have been more oriented around installing the transfer case easier and not installing the floor over the transfer case because I could have just wrapped the 205 in metal and right it like it wouldn't affect me at that time until I have to take it out and then I have to cut all that off yeah so and like uh one minor point that I do want to stress is if there is any way to make it so that I can actually get to my upper control arm mounts uh, to unbolt and rebolt them because I'm sure that at some point in my Jeep's life, especially after I buy a place and whatnot, I'm probably going to end up pulling that rear suspension to do something else. Uh, not like rebuild the rear suspension because I'm pretty confident I got the numbers right, but like repaint the control arms or go to aluminum. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like it's got to be accessible enough or like if I have well, to that adjust- should. I'm thinking that'll be accessible because my plan, I think, for that section of floor is, you know, for anyone, you know, if you're trying to visualize this, is the the Cherokee floor curves down on the sides of the back seat area, but the center section is still straight. It goes straight across, I think. And the where where you've got it cut, which is a little bit, is it ahead of the B pillar? I think it's uh, it's right behind. Yeah. So what I'm thinking 
is we may put a tube at the top point of where that uh, that whole uh, the brace all the, all the tube work for the um, forelink is is sitting right. It, it, everything has to be above those upper mounts. Maybe yeah, a little we were higher. talking about doing a brace off of the um, the top of the divider between the two little mini cross members to yep. the B pillar to tie that in better, mm -hmm. and then so okay, yeah. I'm, Actually, I'm now that you mentioned that, down. now that you mentioned that, it is a little bit behind the B pillar, so we'll have to drag it out a little bit, and then I'm thinking if I if we plate it or you know sheet metal. It works some sheet metal into that, so it's sitting a little higher level with the back of the floor that does exist. It'll just be boxed in, and that'll give you yep. plenty of space underneath to work on all that if it needs to get taken out in the future. And worst case, you could always just cut holes in the top. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what because Luke Luke doesn't like cutting holes in his floor, man. Oh no, I, he really does. He really no, does. he doesn't. He's he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's like a couple holes like for the um for your cage that you had. Yeah. It's just like a square holes. I think me and Jacob are gonna, if we have time, yeah. try and like I would give you an actual floor. You know, in. you know. Yeah, that was like one of those things because we finished the cage the night before a wheeling trip to Richie's, and then I blew my motor. That was a yeah. really good weekend. Yeah, I don't well, blame you. We, realistically, there was no way you were going to weld. Hmm? I'm sorry. Did we really finish the cage the night before? Yes, we finished the cage the night before. I was putting the exhaust back in it. Well, Colin I don't was remember sitting that. there. Yeah, dude, we got you plastered and then gave you a ride home. Yeah, I definitely don't remember that. <laughs> yep, well, that's, yeah. that means you had a good time, clearly. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Colin was there, um, and he was, he was helping me weld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good night. Um, but yeah, that would be really nice to get plugged in or plugged up. Um, I'm looking at swapping out my tires so that you could get those nittos, possibly. Um, entirely unrelated note, but it's on the thought process of what's going on with that build. Um, and then I know that we were talking in the rear with the bump, putting the bumper tie-ins in and then tying into that rear bumper and building the light mounts, uh, off of those mounts that I had already bought mm -hmm. and getting that all tied in. So do so, you I want mean, those I to stick in more on the inside or on the outside what the lights yeah i um, assume on the inside of the tube work somewhere what i had had the idea of doing was to there's like that gap between where the original tail light's supposed to fit and where the um tube work goes with the way that i had kind of laid it out in the beginning Mm -hmm. um, it might need some trimming now that we're not doing the wider body on it that I had originally planned to do, but to mount the light in the diagonal in the old slot, if you will. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Well, that's not too bad then. I thought no, there were, it's, it's really just one of those simple. like oval lights, like just yeah. classic trailer light 
setup? Okay. Yeah, it it's super generic down here. Like, there are people driving buggies on the road down here, so that Jeep is going to be boring. <laughs> Make it cooler, then, bitch. Mm, I'm gonna settle for the level of cool that it's at now, and we'll we'll just continue to roll with it and see what happens to the nose because the nose needs to go next. The nose. Yeah. Uh, I mean the front of it? The, yeah, just chop the whole front of it off at the firewall. Oh boy, that sounds exciting. Yeah, but, but that's a subject for other stuff. Um, But I gotta ask, because I wasn't there. And, uh, He's Kish gotta got ask. Yep. Most gotta questionable ask. man in the universe. How'd the ride go? <laughs> Kish. The ride was surprisingly better than the ride to Badlands, so that wow. both surprised me and pleased me. I call bullshit. How is it better <laughs> to go to fucking above Boston than going into the beautiful wilderness of Vermont? Come on. Well, in terms of scenery, there's it was way worse than going to Badlands. <laughs> in terms of how the truck actually performed, and you know, the, just the general drive itself, it was way better going up to Graham. I, not a single person on the way there or back even tried to cut me off once. Oh, oh that's, that's impressive, good. I, actually. I got cut off like four times on just on the way to Badlands. Huh. Hmm. But the, uh, the truck just overall, it seems to, it seems to like towing on the highway a shit ton better. Even even with the extra probably thousand plus pounds that was on the trailer, it was doing easily a seventy seventy five miles easily. an hour, no problem on the highway. Wow. It just did not like the fucking hills, huh? Which I mean, old three fifty is old three fifty. Old three which led me to getting pulled over. <laughs> oh, this was a funny the story with the jeep. Yeah. Oh no! So it, every time there was a downhill, it would immediately go up a giant hill. So I was using the, the little downhills to just gain some speed and momentum, so I could bomb up the hills a little easier. <laughs> I think I know exactly where you got pulled over on eighty four. No, it was actually on ninety. Yeah, it's. I know what he's talking about. It's past eighty four. There's a couple hills that are pretty brutal. Yeah. But uh, the cop was sitting like right, right at the bottom of the downhill section, like behind a bush. So I didn't see him until he, I was like shoulder to shoulder with him. Ooh, yeah, that's I, yeah. I'm, you don't want that. I'm, I'm in the slow lane already, so I'm like right next to him. He pulls out right behind me with his lights on. I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm not stopping in the middle of the hill. So I just kept going up the hill. <laughs> Soon as I get to the top, I immediately pull over. He comes over. He's like, "What the hell? What's going on here?" I'm like, "Officer, this is heavy. I didn't want to stop." But I mean, he, he was actually really cool about it. He, he yeah, as long as you're kind of normal, they try not he, to fuck with you too much. He didn't yeah. even say that he was giving me a verbal warning. He just said to not go that aggressively to try to go up the hills 
Which, I mean, I don't... I think it was just a... Was he parked in, like, the... Um, he, he was parked on the side of the highway. In, in the breakdown lane? No, no. Like, he was off oh, the like highway off the behind highway, a fucking just, bush. Gotcha. Okay. Like, 10 oh. out of 10, I did not see him until I was literally right next to him. Oh, that's not good. And then on the way home on 84... It was like 30 miles of a parking lot. Yeah. I, that's typical. I had my truck in park for 10 minutes. Well, like just as you were hitting Hartford pretty much? No. Uh, as, soon no. As, I, as soon as I hit 84. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's kind of odd. I've never had that happen before. Yeah. Like it was legitimately almost 30 miles out of my 43 miles on 84 of wall-to-wall traffic. Huh. I, I've personally never had traffic that bad on 84. Except one time years ago on eastbound when Obama was going to Sandy Hook. <laughs> but that that's, okay, that's, that's a totally not a different matter, story. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. I mean... Mm. Uh, Anyways, that that just derailed everything. Um, wow! <laughs> but I'm happy that I'm happy that your uh, your ride went nice because that going out that way can either be great or absolutely fucking horrible. There's literally oh, yeah, no if ands or buts. It was, it was absolutely great as long as you aren't the uh, Are you my that, opinion steal. I don't. I don't. I live in uh, like suburbia hell, and that nothing's nothing's pretty and good over here. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. <laughs> no, but it, yes. Your shop, Graham, is so incredibly easy okay. to get to. Jacob's shop? Oh, not sorry. My shop. First off, first off no, it's Give him fucking... Credit. It's not that easy to get to. I don't know what kind of crackhead shit you're no, on. Dude, no, I went down the no. 17 wrong roads. I, well, like, that was uh, your fault. Sorry you live in, know. like, bumfuck nowhere and you don't know how to drive through a normal Go, fucking Cody, Cody, Cody. town. I, no, so get this, Cody, right? I got off the highway. I went straight off the highway for, I think it was three miles, maybe four. Right. Wait, yep. keep explaining it so we can dox Graham. Yeah, keep going. I, I take a right. I'm at the shop. Huh. Wow. That sounds pretty simple. Yeah. It's not yeah, too I, bad. It, it was easier take the right to find way. than my house. Remember, though, I also, the last time I was there, I was with Buckley, and you know, like, Man's not the best with directions. So you <laughs> tell him left, he goes right. So it's one of those. Well, things. I mean, to be fair, the like the address that is always given out never brings people to the right place. It always brings them to like one road down. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. They're well, like, that, that's why it? I just stopped it? in the middle of the road and called you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even like if I put in the you know the. Ex- the actual good address that is right next door to us that should bring you there, not down the street. It still ends up throwing people down the street. So I don't know. Odd. Can't I'm just bad it. at math. Well, I mean, you I'll... drove through Boston a couple times. You came down, which was a problem. Yeah, but I also went to your house. Yeah. Oh, you're all right. We did all. go to the house last time. It's a little faster all that all. way, but it's not worth it. You're not saving yourself any time. All in all, it took me like 
two and a half hours or so, you know, give or take a little to get up there. But it took me almost four hours to get home. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, what, what, what was it, Graham? I, I left Locked. the sh- I, I left the shop at like twelve twenty or some Something shit like, like that. that. I didn't I didn't walk into my house until a few minutes after four. You ready to go and do it again in a month? Hours. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> now, now that I know a little bit better what to expect, yeah, I actually, yeah, yeah. No, just have Wait, Graham we'll, drive it down. It'll be fine. The, 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 the trick is uh, midday on the weekends. You just gotta not do it. It's yeah, well, see, like... that that's part of the knowing what to expect now. I now know to expect to hang out with you for, like, four hours yeah. and then go home. <laughs> yeah. Which would have been fine. You totally could have hung out. I mean, you were like, I don't want to drive just yet. I was like, well, I got to go to O'Reilly's, so if you want to come to O'Reilly's with me, well, no, chill. So my, my whole thing was I I was, like, running off of no sleep. Uh, so it's like, well, I'm I'm going to go home and I'm gonna take a nap. Not till and four. Then even. I, th- then I woke up at five thirty in the morning. Fun. Nice. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, how'd the trailer do? Great. Sweet. Because I think it, I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. I was I was just gonna say it also has a little extra uh, rust protection across the entire front <laughs> of the trailer. I was oh, gonna say no. <laughs> yeah, just lubed up, ready to go. Good for another. Uh, along 10 with the years. front end of your Jeep. Nice. The front um, of his Jeep, you said. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So I'm gonna ask that that thing gets dropped off at Cam soon. Yeah. No. Uh, I was actually going to be talking to him on friday about when best to drop my truck off to him okay so you might good. even be able to do a uh twofer for that you know yeah just ask him about when he wants it like i'm yeah, expecting I'll... to do that in like two to three weeks i'm trying to okay. just like space everything out because you know bi-weekly pays a bitch I you ball for that. a week and then you're broke for a week well mm-hmm. that's just poor money management well, I pay all my bills on the first week, and then I'm like, ah, everything's fine, everything's fine. Oh, you want to go and do this? Okay, cool. Let's go drive halfway across Tennessee. No problem. And then I'm like, oh, hey, I probably shouldn't have done that the next week. <laughs> but all my bills get paid on the first Friday. So, it's okay. Responsible, yet irresponsible at the same time. But yeah, bi-weekly pay is also extremely shitty if you know you're bad with money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my first job was bi-weekly, and I was horrible with it. So I'd like... I would rip through money and then be like, D of a broke. (laughs) I I graduated high school getting bi-weekly pay, and I I was fucking terrible with money, but I was getting like a $1,000 paycheck. But that was for two weeks. I'm like, fuck yeah, I got $1,000 in my bank. Let's go do shit. And then it's like, I'm asking my parents for five bucks for gas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yep. do we want to roll on to the next topic or do we want to save that one again? I mean, no, I let's, let's hit that. All right. So something that I thought was pretty cool that these, that Graham and Luke did was they manual swapped their automatic chair keys. Yes. A lot of people have done it, but how often do people really talk about it in detail and all the bullshit, not just, Oh cool. I have a third pedal. My dick's huge. You know, like, what what really went into it? Like, what was your guys' biggest hurdles that you didn't think that you were gonna have? All right. Well, first off, thanks for buttering us up here. Uh, <laughs> realistically, the swap is fairly straightforward. Like, as far as installing the transmission and uh, dealing with the shifter, like all that stuff, the unibody is already cut for most of that. Installing that stuff. Mine is, was not. Yeah, well, that was your master. It wasn't cut right, correct? It wasn't cut at all. Yeah. See, mine had a little plug. I just removed the plug and uh, put the master cylinder in there, drilled the holes, bolted it in, good to go. And actually, uh, oh, that gets into the harder part of the whole thing, and that was the unexpected difficult part of the entire swap, for me at least, was the pedal assembly. And uh, Luke, I don't know if your mileage with this was different because you used an actual 97 plus <laughs> no. pedal set, but nope. I used My an 89. The pedals. Yeah, I used an 89 pedal because uh, it's all I had. The donor was an 89 Cherokee that was chopped to shit, and uh, I had to deal with initially both the internal slave, which is just an absolute nightmare to bleed if you've ever owned one, and I had to deal with the pedal assembly, which was close to fitting, but the way the firewall on the back is angled was slightly different. So you had to, like, everything was not quite what it was supposed to be. So everything needed just a little bit of modification. And there's still, like, a couple things I'm tweaking with it, but for the most part, I'm happy. But for a couple years, I wasn't. Uh, if my advice, if for people who were trying to do the swap would be uh, get the pedals that match the year of your Jeep, unless you want to be fiddling with it for years on end, or if you just don't care about you know, the finish work. Like It was totally drivable. It was just I didn't have the control I wanted on the clutch uh, for what I do with the thing. So, so I had to I'm make sorry it to interject, but no, I have to free. ask, how's the clutch in my Jeep? Because I know that whenever I disconnect my slave cylinder and let it sit for a while, the clutch becomes like an on-off switch, and then slowly it'll just come back. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's an on-off switch right now, let me tell you. Oh, no, Graham, it is nothing compared to what it was when I pulled it out of the shop. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so I don't understand this, but my Jeep... Whenever I disconnect the thing, like when I did the engine swap, it was disconnected and taped up to the frame rail. So for the first, like, two days I was driving it, it was kind of like on-off switch. And then it just slowly comes back, and it's like, you know, that was the second engine swap with it. So same exact thing happened with the first one. And when I had it disconnected because I was rerouting it, it was exact same thing. And I don't mean disconnected from the master. I mean just, like, disconnected from the transmission. It, like, has to work its way back into its normal groove or something. It's the weirdest shit. But yeah, I've, it, I've never had that. Mine's always been a, you know, if pump it 
Like sometimes it's, you know, push it to the floor and sometimes you get something, at least with the internal slave, it just never bled right. And then even with this one, I've had issues with the the crappy replacement master slave combos that I've put in. Uh, just not not working. I got the quadra right. attack pre bled one. It was like a hundred and twenty bucks. Best money I spent. Mm. Yeah, I got a uh I just got the part store brand and the most recent one I installed, I was an idiot. I installed it on the pedal side first and didn't install it on the actual uh, transmission and I pushed the pedal for some fucking reason and pushed <laughs> and it, that you know the, there's a retainer that holds the plunger in and it just shot that thing out and just drained it. So I was like, okay, so there goes the entire point of buying the pre-bled system that just works because I just ruined it. So I just stuffed it all back together, uh, you know, got it all in the bottom half of the transmission and then I filled it with fluid and it was iffy for months. And then after I got it back from Colin, when he put that bumper together, it just worked. It never stopped working after that. Just, it fixed itself. Or maybe you. Colin fixed it without telling you because no, he was. No, because he was bitching about it the entire time. <laughs> I was like, you literally have to pump the clutch pedal for a solid five minutes, and then you'll have a clutch. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And he bitched about it the entire time. I had to pump it when I left, and after that, it was good for good forever. <laughs> haven't had to knock on wood. Haven't had to touch anything. Hmm. The only uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit of hatred goes a long way sometimes. <laughs> the only other thing was like electrically. There's a couple things, right? You've got to wire the reverse lights. For me, I don't know about you, Luke. <laughs> yeah, you haven't reverse done that, have lights? you? Yeah. Well, I did, and it's kind of a pain in the ass because you've got to go and like splice a wire off of the uh, transmission control module. Because that's all controlled by the, you know, the position of the man or the automatic transmission. If you have a manual computer and uh, all that, or automatic computer and all that stuff. So, oh shit, that reminds me of something. I'm terribly sorry to keep interrupting, but um, since you got my Jeep there, would it be possible to put a switch in mounted somewhere around the dashboard for the neutral safety switch as an on-off? Because right now mine are just spliced together. I would like to unfuck that if not i'll do it when it gets down here but i forgot about that that was if on we, the list if we have time we can on. do that um otherwise it'll probably just stay as a little button that i was getting there too so the neutral safety switch you have to bypass uh luke you said you just have a mine is literally spliced with like the um there's a wire knot i had just cut that and mine doesn't even have a wire knot I don't know how it hasn't fallen apart yet. I'll be totally honest. I have the plug in there. I cut the plug. I took the two wires that needed to be together. I took some stripping off, or I stripped the wires down, twisted them together. They haven't fallen apart. It's all it Beautiful. Is. Did you at least electrical tape them? Nope. Oh, mine's got like a lovely wire knot with like electrical tape running all up and down it. But. <laughs> In my yeah. experience, the worst part about doing the swap was mine came out of a... I pulled it. It came out of Kish's terrible Jeep. Uh, it was yep. a black 97 turd wagon. That but was the, the interior motor. was nice, too. Nope. That was nope. a different one. Oh, that was the red Jeep. Never mind. Yep, Never that mind. was the red rocket. That whole Jeep, Cody, was fucking shot. Yep. 
Um, yeah, I have the header panel off that, don't I? Yep. <laughs> mhm. So you got the only nice part. It ain't even that nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all sun faded. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Um. So I had pulled all of that stuff and I swapped in the clutch pedal assembly, which you would think, you know, 98 to 97, no big deal. Wrong. On my 97, to get my clutch pedal assembly bolted in, I had to unbolt the dashboard supports. There's like this big computer plug module thing that I had to undo. Oh, you had to get rid of that? What? Or you had to move that? I had to undo that. And then I had to wedge um, a pry bar into the dashboard support and push that over to be able to get that um, the pedal assembly in all while laying on my back, holding that in with like my forehead and searching for the bolt holes with my fingertips while holding the pry bar. And it took me about three and a half hours to get the pedal assembly in. Yeah. That's definitely the worst part is having to lay on your fucking back to do all that yeah. and not being able to see what you're doing and not having enough room to get anything done. If you're keeping like, unless you're pulling the entire dash off to install the thing, it's, it's such a pain in the ass. And I, like we, we had to weld, there was things we had to weld on mine because it was not the right style. Right. We had to weld some pieces in place to mock it up so we could pull it out and finish weld it. And Oh my god, there's just so much Yeah, and hey, now that I have all that page, insulation down there do can it. catch on all that insulation can catch on fire really fucking easy. So there are a couple times where there's like a little fire going on in there and you're like not in a position to escape. So you just have to pat it out and hope you don't uh burn wiring and shit. Yeah, it's it wasn't pretty. Those were some tough nights. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't do mine now with the cage in there and the seat mounts welded in there. I had my seats out and I had a piece of foam down over the studs. And even then they made a nice, like the worst part for me was one of the studs was like perfectly in line with the small of my back. So like you're laying under there struggling to push this stupid thing in, trying to hold it all in place. And then you've got a stud just like poking you right in the spine. Yeah. That sounds horrible. It's not fun. And so, would you do it again, though? Would you say that driving your Jeep standard compared to automatic, would you do it again? Uh, does it have the roll cage in it? I didn't. I'm just saying, would you do it again? For the effort that it took, would you do it again? Yeah, that is not, the defining point. It's not a lot of effort in the grand scheme of things. And if you have the parts, it like it's not that bad. If you don't care about a check engine light, especially, like you're good. Um, if you do, you just have to find the manual computer that goes along with it. Or, I mean, ideally, if you're going to do the swap, you, ha- you should have a donor Jeep mm-hmm. that is a very similar year. So you can just pull the parts off. That's the cheapest way to go about it because everybody who's selling pedals and, you know, transmission by themselves usually want uh, too much, right? You're never going to get a decent, rarely will you get a decent deal, at least around here. Um, yeah. That being said, I I did pick up another one. I was debating putting it in the J20, but I don't know. With now that I have the parts, like I'd and if I got another Cherokee, which I probably won't, I'd I'd throw it in. It's worth it. It makes it it's a lot more fun off road. I hear a lot of people saying that it's they don't like an auto or a manual off road, 
And I think if you're not doing like full-on buggy bullshit, like you you don't need an automatic. Like you can yeah. do everything and a little more in a in a moderate to you know hard moderate rig with a manual that you can in an automatic and in arguably with more control also, in some even cases. with more gearing you can start doing some of the buggy stuff you're just not going to be as like good pinpoint. at it yeah you're not gonna um, be as but that's half accurate. the fun like i don't i don't need to be like the best wheeler i just want to have fun and the autom automatic just you you push pedal you go forward and you or you don't, right? There's no feedback. That's the nice thing about the manual is you know exactly what it's doing, right? Yeah, the only thing that I would say is, like, if I were to have to do it to this current rig now, as it sits, I would have a very, very hard time getting the pedals in, bordering on, like... Your feet would just, just be in the air. You'd be fine. I don't know, because I feel like my ass would end up getting like stuck on that seat mount, and it would not be comfortable. Well, that's what Kish is for. He'd yank you out. <laughs> yeah. Or I would just probably hit you with the hammer and tell you... Oh, sorry. I would probably do it again. I wouldn't want to do it again to this rig in its current state, um, but I would do it again. It's fun. Huh. Uh, there's something to be said about, like, for me, I enjoy it a lot on the trail, but I also enjoy it off the trail because it's like, you know, just I'm going to go and take my shitbox Jeep for a drive and, you know, I can slam first. Slam oh, second, yeah. If you slam if you third, like slamming slam gears, four. you slam every single one almost every time you come from like from a stop. You're going to like four gears if you want to drive 40 miles and an hour. I really like it because of how heavy my rig is. It weighs in chonky grams. I know yours is chonky as well. So I can pick the gear ratios better than the automatic was. I'm not saying that that couldn't be fixed maybe with a shift kit or maybe getting... Yeah, but at that point, yeah, if you're still but, using AW4 and you're that heavy and you've got that much going on, like... They wig out. You gotta, like, you gotta have the little manual switches and at that point you're just pushing buttons to do the same thing. I'd rather... I'd rather shift a manual. And then you don't have to worry about it burning out with the clutches. I I actually commented on a new Club XJ post. Somebody was asking what fluid to put in their AX-15. I said, I drove mine with 300, 300 miles of water that. in it. it. It doesn't matter what you put in that thing. It doesn't care. Like, realistically, dude, just just throw whatever you want in it. Yeah, I like, run it's a bulletproof. 10 weight 30. It, as long as you're not putting too much horsepower up against it, it's it's a bulletproof transmission. Like yeah, if you even after doing that, out, if you got a clapped four liter, you're fine. Yeah, even it's after okay. doing that, like there is no difference. That thing still like makes its weird noises and chattering noises that it's always done. My transmission, I think the case has three hundred thousand plus miles on it. I've rebuilt it once. I should probably rebuild it again at some point, but probably not going to because I have another one that I should probably rebuild that one. But um. They just they take the abuse. I don't have to think about it. Like if it breaks, it breaks. Otherwise it's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I will say that if I was building a buggy though, like even if it was going to be a Cherokee based buggy where I was just like chopping the whole thing up, think bleeping Jeep's buggy, I would probably leave it with an auto. Um for if I'm trying to run reds repetitively. But yeah. if Depends it's on the not designed to be a reds rig 
it's getting a manual. Yeah, I can see the uh, the want, especially if you're gonna plan to drive it around like as a like a like a road toy as well. Then the standard's definitely the way to go. But I think for like an off road specific, I think an automatic would be the best bet because like you don't a hundred percent need the manual. Yeah, an automatic with a re- with a reverse manual valve body, so you don't have to go like all the way back to get to reverse, right? Uh, yep. Then that's the way to go, and anything that you actually want to be competitive in, in a red buggy or, you know, to realistically, that's the best way to go, but it's not the funnest way to go. In my opinion, I've never, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I granted, none of us are at a point where we've had buggies that can do that. So I can't speak. The to only it. thing I'm, that I it's fun for a different also... reason, I'd think. Right. Yeah. There is something to be said about that. Um, when everyone else is having a hard time doing something in their auto Jeeps and you just show up, clutch dump it, get out and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that one has shotted with, irritated me more than one time. <laughs> one shotted with maximum violence on the first shot and away we go. Well, that's the other um, thing, right? It's my favorite part is, you know, I can just ask the audience, uh, Oh, Clearly, second gear didn't work. So, what should we try now? Right? <laughs> My favorite is putting it into first and, like, yep, this is probably going to cost me a lockout. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to pop that. Although, that is a major downside. With automatics, they're a lot gentler on equipment. With manuals, um,. Just hopping on it and not having anything to like, no like hydraulic squish, if you will. There's <laughs> yeah. no like. There's no buildup when you hop on it in a manual. It's just ah. Yeah, yep. and it it's like um, I've watched Graham dump the clutch and just blow the lock out. Of course, the thirty-seven is in the thirteen and a half inch wide hole. With a 12.5 wide tire every time that happens. <laughs> or for me, I'm getting ballsy and, you know, I want to get my front end in the air. Yeah, it's yeah. always from a dead stop that those fucking lockouts go on me. I'm curious. We had to hammer my That's passenger lockout That's because you're in. in a hole. That's why you're at a dead stop. I know. Well, it's because my spotters didn't tell me I was in a hole. So it's, <laughs> it's my spotter's fault. Hey, your autistic by- spotter is gone. You're supposed to drive by Braille, dude. Come on now. I was. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of our and special Frank thing. over here. Look, <laughs> learn, learn Braille better then. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I like, mean, really, who learns Braille better? It's just like, yep, there's the bump, and we're just gonna bump it. It's it's very simple. Mm. You just read the bumps. Yeah, so I think on that note, we covered quite a bit tonight. Um, Anyone got any final thoughts? No, I think we're good. Uh, I say keep your metal coffee cups out of the microwave and uh, (laughs) uh, keep your slush boxes uh, slushy. Well lubricated. (laughs) So on that note, bump it harder and uh, we'll catch you next time. Double outro. What is this? <laughs> Frankenstein. All right, we're good. <laughs>